Well, good morning and welcome to episode 11 of the Flames Fancasts. Before we begin today, I just want to start by thanking everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, um, if you haven't figured it out already, you can get us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and we're on Twitter at FlamesFanCast. You can email us as well, flamesfancast at gmail.com. Any questions or comments or maybe things you'd like us to discuss on the show. And yeah, yeah, any fan interaction and feedback is greatly appreciated. And we just, we're really, really thankful and we appreciate you guys listening. You so guys keep you, us going. Hope you enjoy it and hope you're having a good time. And yeah, hopefully we uh, somehow make you laugh or brighten your day or give you something to talk about around the office water cooler. And we hope we just... Keep getting better. <laughs> be better. Be better. So we had a bunch of games that happened between our last episode and now. We had the St. Louis game, the Detroit game, and yesterday was the Flyers game. Uh, that St. Louis game was a really back and forth for a bit until St. Louis just kind of went. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice to see that Jankowski goal, that rocket on that rolling puck. I really like that one. Absolutely. And he, he was playing with massive confidence and I think that's kind of what he was lacking for the first few games that he was playing he just he was a little starstruck I think once he started yeah and I think regular time I think any any of these players on the flames you can see Goudreau right now is playing with huge confidence and look how successful he is absolutely and once you build that confidence in that player the growth is exponential and I mean you look at players who might not be as confident Troy Brower for one not 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 as good like he doesn't have that confidence in his ability whereas Goudreau right now flying really high uh, and I know it's it's a bit um, out of order here but in the Flyers game when they were scoring goals like those celebrations yeah y- you could hear on the microphone when Goudreau scored that breakaway him. he was yeah. like fuck yeah boys yeah, you could hear him and it, it, it was awesome too because I think there was a bit it's a bit of a homecoming for him right like he's from South Jersey and I think his family always comes out and watch these watch these East Coast games right like yeah. I think mainly they come to the Flyers games to watch him. Um, they may go to the Rangers game or Devils game for sure, too. Um, but, yeah, like you could tell that he was fired up. And I think that was his uh, – that made it official that he broke the eight-game point streak that he kept repeating over and over, and he couldn't break that. He, he made it nine yesterday now. Yeah, well, you could tell he was really fired up. Like, yeah. And then even Monaghan's hat-trick goals, too. I mean, obviously, if you get a hat trick, but th- their celebrations weren't just like you know, kind of the bop on the head. It yeah, was like yeah. the they fist pumps and up. like they're they were coming in. Up. And when they won that game in the end, you know, the, the overtime winner from Pro League, which those those passes where they isolated uh, Voracek just made oh, him man. look like a donkey. Pro League's pass was <laughs> so brilliant. Like, and the way he did it too, like it was so nonchalant. Like he wasn't even looking at the guy, right? Like he just said a no look pass, slight little backhand, all of a sudden it was a two on one. And uh, we caught them flat-footed on that. Um, and also, like, we got to give credit to uh, Furlan's pass on Goudreau's goal. That was yeah, pretty no, that unreal. I didn't know he's capable of that. Like, that takes pretty high I- I- uh, hockey IQ to pull something like that off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, hats off to him. Like, that was an unreal pass. And in general, Furlan's been playing much better on that first line. Like, I know we kept... Starting to get that confidence yeah, and that belief. And I know we kept... Um, you know, experimenting with Yager here and there up uh, up on the first line. And like I said, I knew it was coming. Like, <laughs> it, it felt like the fans really wanted to see it. But, it, I mean, he's he's old. Like, he can't keep up with that first line. So, Furlan's doing really well now. Well, they're starting to get that chemistry, right? Yeah. And, you know, I know earlier I had mentioned maybe juggling the lines, but 
it's just Monahan and Grujo, they look so good and, and yeah. Ferland's fitting in there nicely and it, it was just it was really good to All see. All he needed him. was time, right? Ooh. Like I, I don't think you know, he he's got the capability, he's got pretty decent hands, like he's got decent high hockey IQ. I mean he really did show it in that game. I think it's just time, right? Just same with Jankowski. All he needed was time and all of a sudden, like, he's playing confident now, too. He's controlling the – for a tall guy, he's got crazy hands. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the toe drags he was doing in the St. Louis game were really good and properly executed. Like, it wasn't a fluke. Like, he did very well with the puck in that game. And he's very aware of the ice, too, right? When he's got the puck, his head is up. He's always looking for the pass and or he'll take the shot if he sees something, right? Like, he's, he's decisive. I can't really say that about someone like Dougie Hamilton right now because – it does seem like he fights the puck often. Um, you know, he's not as decisive as he should be. So we could, the team is just gelling now again, and yeah, it's, it's good about, to see. I know we got a little distracted, but about St. Louis, um, Jankowski had two goals, and, and, and Yager was his first or his second goal. Mm-hmm. Can't remember when he scored his first one or his second one. I think it was but it, it was a, was a game, game of a few, and I, I know it wasn't Jankowski's first goal, but it was his first yeah. quote-unquote real goal. goal. Yeah, not, and, not uh, off his body and in. <laughs> it was just, it was nice to see that continuation of, okay, I've got that monkey off my back, and I, I, yeah. now I can get another one. He got two that game, actually, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. and he was set up nicely, too. That, was, uh, that line is actually starting to look pretty decent, too. They weren't as good in the Flyers game, I think, like, there's still something with Bennett that I can't put my finger on. Like, I have a lot of faith in this kid, but there's something about him that... Um, confidence. Yeah, like, is it confidence? <laughs> is it is it poor coaching of the guy right now? Or is he just, like, trying to reinvent himself? Like, I, I don't know what it is. He started the season off... We, we kind of touched on this, but he started the season off overly aggressive. He was getting a lot of penalties, dumb penalties, too. And now, like, there's that odd game he's playing. Like, he played well in the St. Louis game. And then in the Flyers game, he was kind of invisible. I didn't really see him much. Like, he he was getting all aggressive. Um, he hit one of the Flyers players down when um, Smith was trying to cover the puck, and he poked it out of his glove, and he just smoked him right after. Like, he's, I think he's trying to become, like, this kind of power forward in a way, like, but someone that's a little bit more aggressive with it, right? Like, kind of like a Bertuzzi type thing, but, I mean, obviously not. He's not built like that, but... It just feels like he's trying to grow his game in that respect. I don't know if that's the right approach. I think he's got more skill to, um, you know, offer the team. But mm-hmm. yeah, he well, he definitely does. I think, and again, it's about him finding his game, him finding his role. Where does he fit in? Yeah, he's moved from center to the wing, and all those transitions can be a bit tough. But mm-hmm. Bennett, Bennett, good old Bennett, mm-hmm. Detroit, the big. Bruhaha. Oh, yeah. A classic hockey fight. Just, just good stuff for us, though. I think. <laughs> like, I know we got our ass kicked, but I think that kind of stuff does, does the team a lot of good. What do you think? I think, well, I mean, if you look at the bounce back from the Philly game and how they were really united after that and how they're really using this road trip to kind of bond and gel, yeah. I think there were a lot of positives from that. Um, Kachuk got suspended one game. I still think that was a weak suspension. I do on too. Him. Like he like, didn't even like spear the guy or anything. Like, you know, what what do you think when you when you hear spear? You know, like yeah, I know what I think. With the no, it's it's like you you've choked down on the top of your stick and you jab yeah, someone. Exactly. Like, like he just sort of like 
he almost like kind or of is that, but, him is that a stick. butt end is that butt ending or that's butt ending i guess but like i mean when you use the blade of the stick and then just like jab a guy in the stomach that's spearing yeah. too like yeah. butt ending is more like you're holding the stick and you're leaving the butt end like slightly exposed <laughs> and then you're Doosh. just smoking the guy yeah like some, with it some kind of billy club clearing yeah. a riot but this wasn't close to a spear i mean the nhl's fucked this up again too like they, these guys i don't know why they have this problem with calgary like I mean, we we saw it a little bit in the Flyers game too. Oh, they didn't like the Flyers either. No, so uh, and I was about to say like that game was like the battle of bad refereeing because the Flyers have actually I've been watching a few of their games this year and they've been actually kind of screwed over by the refs quite a bit. Um, I'll be the soundboard for the Flyers fans here because there was I think it was the last game there was a perfectly legitimate goal and it got to overturned and like. I don't understand where the NHL comes about doing stuff like this. Um, I was seeing videos on Reddit uh, a couple weeks ago where they were showing these like bullshit calls against the flood. Like something's going on with this NHL right now. Like, and then for fucking Kachuk to just basically give this guy a love tap with a stick one-handed and he gets a suspension for that. Like, fuck off. It's yeah. too much to me. I, I mean, I don't. I, how is that a spear? I know. If anything, that's a slash. If anything, and it's not even really a slash. Like it's kind of like, it's kind of like you and me. Like if we're playing, like, and you made a good pass, I'm gonna hit you with my stick a little bit, right? Like that's even not, harder than that. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a joke of a fucking suspension. But I feel like they just felt like they had to. But it's not an excuse to do it. Yeah, I don't know. But aside from that, we got we got creamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know. I remember watching after the game, the the panel was talking about Eddie Lack just not being good enough, which, I mean, he's no definitely not in the same class as Mike Smith, not by a long shot, but... That infuriated yeah, me. He's, 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 not, he's a backup goalie, right? And they were already... He, was, he played two games, and they'd already had a list of players that the Flames should trade for to get a backup goalie. I'm like, what? Oh, fucking stupid. Uh, no, like we've got a we've got a farm system here that's chock full of goaltending prospects, one of like at least two of which are have NHL written all over them, and you need to think. I need to give these guys a chance eventually. You know, Mike Smith, he's no spring chicken anymore. He's coming to the end of his career. Bring in one of these young guys, have Mike Smith work with him for a year, and then let let you know that Gillies player know this team is yours, and if you work for it. It's going to be yours. You you play at that level. We, we've got the faith in you. We've got the belief in you. You've got the skill. Exactly. It's time to to make that step up because he can't play in the A forever. Exactly. There's there's a limit that you get capped to when you play in the L for A for so long. Um, like I was worried about Jankowski, for example, because yeah. he was killing it with points. But is that because now he's just so used to the A level that now he's capping himself out, getting comfortable, and he's not really – um, evolving his game at that point, right? Now that you force him in a better league, he needs to force it up. Same with Gillies, to your point. Um, I'm glad that panel, we won't mention which panel that was, but you guys could probably <laughs> take it totally on one guess. channel. Yeah, there's really only one channel that shows these games. Um, but I'm glad they're not running the team because that's that was one of the dumbest things I've heard. them. S and that panel is actually pretty good. I usually don't have issues with that. No, panel, I, I usually like what they say, yeah, too. But yeah. this time, you guys fucked up. Like, that was bad. I mean, to say that this guy is like, we have to trade him after two games. No, we don't like, even. We couldn't trade him. 
We well, trade to replace him. Trade to replace like that is ridiculous. The the guy is a backup, and we did get we've gotten spoiled with the standard that Smith has set. And uh, I don't really know what you guys expect out of a backup. Like, you know, I I think it's a gift if he wins like maybe fifty percent of the games that he starts. Really, like I don't really expect the backup to do any better than that. If he does, fantastic. Um, I thought he played pretty good in the St. Louis game when he was put in like in the second or third period because Smith had some mysterious injury that I feel like is a reoccurring one. Yeah, he doesn't um, quite look fully sharp. No, and there's something going on because even in the Flyers game, he looked absolutely exhausted uh, by the time overtime started. And I know that at the end of the third, he was getting belted with shots there. But, I mean, there's something up, and the Flames are obviously not disclosing it. But... Black played okay in that St. Louis game. I mean, he didn't. There wasn't really much chance in the goal against him. Like, I, I don't know where these guys come off and, and say this kind of shit. I mean, the last thing we need to do is deal another goalie. Oh, the funny thing was one of the names on the list, Chad Johnson. What? <laughs> guys, guys, you're gonna trade for Chad Johnson to come back <sighs> us up? Is he a starter now or is he a backup? I he's imagine in, he's a backup. He's in Buffalo, right? Because we so. traded him to Arizona, and then he got either signed or traded to Buffalo. <laughs> but I don't know who Buffalo's learner, Lerner, Lerner? Um, I think so. I can't remember right now. Um, but yeah, like I don't think he's a star. I don't he imagine he must be a backup. Because if they're saying trade for a backup to get Chad Johnson, yeah, exactly. Like he, they wouldn't. Well, I would hope that they wouldn't suggest a guy that's a starter. I mean, <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist. That, that whole conversation was going downhill the second they were trying to solve the flames problem apparently which is not really a it's not a problem at all um two games guys well, wow okay we played we played in detroit detroit got a brand spanking new shiny pepperoni pizza arena little <laughs> little caesar's palace yeah place yeah little caesar's you know shangri-la mm -hmm. originally cost in the region of 625 to 650 million but then prices rose to around 820 yeah, is that right something like that yeah so they they had a fairly messed up calculation in the end. I, somebody, somebody screwed up, probably got fired. Oh, maybe and not. As, and as far as I know from what we discussed, it was about half the money was spent from taxpayer dollars and half the money was privately supported. Yeah, it was some, somewhere, somewhere around that um, proportion. Um, so then the bit of the mystery question is, where did that extra $200 million come from? Exactly. I... I'd imagine it's from investors, but probably not. And um, the fact that they didn't disclose it, and maybe they did, we, maybe we didn't search hard enough on this, but um, my guess, though, is that the taxpayers are going to pay for that as well without really knowing it. I mean, it, you have to be pretty on top of your numbers as a taxpayer um, in the U.S., I think, right now, especially with what's been going on with the uh, House passing... Uh, their new tax laws and, and, and all that stuff, tax reform. Not going to get into that. But in the U.S., you have to be careful with what your tax money is going to because they those governments have, like the state governments, they all have their own power when it comes to this stuff. Yep. Um, you know, they have their, they all basically have their own constitutions aside from the federal constitution. So they basically can write the rules on how they tax their, uh, their citizens of the state. And a lot of these states, they end up just building these stadiums and charging the taxpayers. And overall, these stadiums don't make money. Um, the only defining difference where a stadium could make money is if you're in a big-time city like a New York or like a, like a, I don't know, Dallas. 
you talk about Dallas's stadium, uh, the Cowboys stadium, that cost like some 1.2 billion or whatever it was. Yeah. But you are the Dallas Cowboys. You are one of the most recognizable franchises in the world of all sports. Um, you are okay. quoted as America's You're leaving team. out the Kootenai Ice here. Yeah, the Kootenai <laughs> The Kootenai Ice are going to get a brand spanking new stadium because guys from Japan are going to come and fly and watch this game. Cranbrook, Bracey, watch <laughs> out. So Here we come. That comes to our stadium um, or our new projected stadium, if we're even going to get one. Um, does this make money? No. The overall um, answer is no. The likely answer is no. And the So wait, make money no. for the private investors. Sorry? Make money for the owners. We're talking Murray Edwards, well, Ken exactly. King. So the point of, of us bringing up uh, Little Caesars Arena is that our arena is still a problem. It's still an issue. It's one of the worst in the league now. Um, I, I, think our, I think our sound system is broken some of the games. Um, we, can't, we can't look at the stadium and, buy, uh, and build a new stadium as in, like, we can't sell it as it's going to make money. If the owners knew that a stadium was going to make money, they would have already built it. But they know the taxpayers are going to pay for it. They know that the government will crumble at some point here and take this bullshit excuse of how it's going to add economic activity and all that. The stadium's going to lose us money. And so, you know, just to break it down from a very high level here, if we built a stadium, say it costs $500 million, and say 50% of it is on the taxpayer, 50% of it is on the owners. Now, this excuse of how it's going to bring in more money, bring in more economic activity is bullshit because you don't get the full amount of money that's getting spent with the stadium, um, like concession stands or stores nearby or restaurants nearby or whatever. A lot of that tax revenue does not get allocated toward the stadium. So if you have a visitor, say the Flames were playing the Stanley Cup final against the Rangers and um, some guy, some rich dude from New York who has five hookers on call or whatever, <laughs> you know, he comes here, he spends... $500 on a plane ticket, <laughs> say two grand at a hotel for the, for the week or whatever. Oh, minimum, if he's yeah. got that kind of Yeah, exactly. He's, he's hiring his hookers here, too. He's got $300 on food, $500 to a ticket on the game because he had to buy it on StubHub because he, he fucked up or something like that. You know, if you break it down, let's say he spent four grand. Well, the tax revenue out of that, call it is 400 bucks. I mean, that's not much. So... You're bringing in this guy who's willing to come in and he's spending four, and that's a lot of money. And that's outside money coming in. So that's not money that's already within the Calgary economy. So when you bring in an outsider, and this is a big thing, right? Like we have to be in the Stanley Cup final for this guy to be here. We need to have certain concerts for this guy to be here. And even then, that's like 400 bucks tax revenue. Now we have a bigger stadium, a cooler stadium, more people coming. Well, you, that's some of that tax revenue has to go to security, police, you know, firefighters, uh, public transit needs to run double. So not all of that tax revenue goes to the stadium anyway. So this, this notion that we're going to increase economic activity is kind of bullshit. And we're not really a big enough city to pull off um, big, big time events for people who can fly from big cities to bring in their money. Right. So people within the city now you're not necessarily increasing uh, economic activity in that sense because all you're doing is reallocating money. So instead of someone going to Chinook Mall and spending you know, $300 on clothes, they might go to the store or a restaurant near the stadium first and then maybe spend $100 on clothes. But overall, 
they're spending $300 that day. That nothing's changing. So now we're on the hook, in a sense, with Edmonton Stadium. Fuck you, Oilers fans. This is <laughs> bullshit. Another handout. Because now, the, because the provincial government puts a little bit of money in too. So then why aren't we lobbying, lobbying the provincial government to get money for ours? I mean, we're running, we don't have much money in this province right now. Like, we're, the glory days of oil are over. And I don't know why the Oilers got precedent over this because, you know, they're getting handouts like basically every day these days. And now they get a stadium, which, you know, we have to sort of pay for in some respect. Um, like, should we lobby harder? Sure. But would you as a taxpayer be okay with this, knowing that you're essentially the, the province is going to lose money on it? Well, no, I'm not okay with it, but it doesn't seem like I have a choice. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why, like, I don't really knock Nenshi on this whole thing because he's he's got kind of an educated background in this in this regard, right? He kind of gets so it. recently too. There's been mumblings about Houston looking for an NHL team, and apparently the NHL has actually met with Houston, and there were all these rumors that Calgary Brass has met with Houston as well to talk about relocating the Flames. That apparently wasn't true. But the NHL's met with Houston to talk about relocating a team. Now, the way I see it is that it's just so improbable to see the Calgary Flames leave. Like, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. If you're, if you're taking the economic thing out of the equation, which I, granted is a big equation, it doesn't make sense for them to leave. Like, they're a supported franchise here. They're the, basically... The only big ticket item in this city, I guess the stamps are number two. Yeah, maybe. And they, they're generally not playing at the same time because the stamps start their season end of June, early July, and then they're ending right now in November, yeah. right? Hockey's been hockey's going on for two months that overlaps with the stamps. And, I mean, in the dead of winter, you got nothing except flames. Yeah, and, I mean, that's basically it. I agree. Like, I mean, maybe people go to Hitman games and, and Roughneck games, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there is nothing else here. No, and we don't. I, I, we don't get the big concerts like Edmonton's going to now, right? That that kind of stadium will attract big name artists. Come on, man! Katie Lang comes here. <laughs> I want Katy Perry to come here. <laughs> we have the same birthday, exact same. Everyone birthday. knows, but bottom line, <sighs> like if I dated Katy Perry, it'd be the easiest thing in the world because I'll never forget her birthday. I've forgotten all my ex girlfriend's <laughs> birthdays all the time. <laughs> like we'd have the best that uh, that explains a lot and if we started <laughs> dating on that day then the anniversary would be on the same day as our birthdays and if you guys we got are married on that heaven. day if you got married on that day this is like i i think it's a no-brainer for her <laughs> somebody get a hold of katie perry someone get a hold of her agent let him know jank jank is here he's he's waiting he's ready she's awesome she's She's just, she doesn't know what she's missing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, speaking of hot ticket items, I'm, I'm one for her right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, Back to Philadelphia, Brian yeah. Elliott. Brian Elliott. Oh, how we, uh, I just was actually thinking about this this morning. And, you know, in Brian Elliott's credit, both him and Chad Johnson are still playing in the NHL. Ramo and Hiller are not. Good point. However... None of those four come even close to what kind of skill Mike Smith has. Like, he, yeah. The like, saves he makes, like you look at some of these saves, and there was one save in the Philly game where he like shoved across and just flailed his arm and stopped this guy from yeah. shooting, 
And then the commentator tried to explain, like, well, you had to shift it to the backhand. I'm like, no, that's a damn fine save by Mike Smith. Like, wow. And we just didn't see that before. And I saw that, and I just remember sitting there watching, like, what a save. Oh, my God. But but Brian Elliott. And Brian Elliott was just average as usual. (laughs) That that Goudreau breakaway, Goudreau knew exactly what to do. (laughs) He knew it. He's like, it's Elliott. And Elliott's like, the look on his face is like, I'm so shit. Well, He's like, I knew exactly what he was going to do, and I still couldn't yeah, stop it. Exactly. Like, how many times has that happened in practice to me? Brian Elliott is probably holding back that that entire team, and, and their defense isn't great. Like, they're, they're pretty young defense. There's a big elephant in the room, though. The Flames were still kind of relying on the power play to get our goals. Like, I think three— Well, it's just been—oh, it's three just Three out of the good. first four were, out, were on the power play. And then, yeah, and then obviously OT. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you look at that St. Louis game where we scored a, a, a handful. We got two in Detroit. I'm not sure how many were on power play. We just, Philadelphia didn't play well on the penalty kill. But mind you, in that Philly game, neither did we. No, we did Because we shipped a lot of goals. But no. heck, you know, I, I don't care how many goals we let in as long as we score one more than the other guy. Yeah. Uh, did you hear, actually, when uh, Monaghan, I think he scored his hat trick or his second goal. It was on the power play. And after he scored, I don't know if you saw this, Versteek skated behind the net, and he's like, fuck you, Elliot. You can hear it. You can hear the mic. Yeah, seriously. Versteeg with a shot. Scores! Chris Versteeg able to get that able to get that one through. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. So no, I didn't some, hear that. some weird bad blood Versteeg, here. Like, eh? Yeah, yeah really? Yeah, like, I think... They didn't seem to be friendly at all. No, because, so when Goudreau scored, he yelled, as you mentioned, and, like, I don't really... I mean, I've seen Goudreau get all fired up after he scored, but... It was, was it extra. was a lot, that yeah. That was extra. So maybe something went on, like, maybe Elliot, like, was texting them, like, sending them, like, dick pics or some shit <laughs> like that. I don't know. Like, he was just trolling them, right? And, like, Versteeg just... You think it was all the Elliot thing, or they just... Maybe, uh, maybe... Or I don't know. They like, really wanted to beat him. I, I, there was something there. There was some extra animosity there, a little bit more than the usual you would see in a game. And um, when they won in overtime, it, the, the celebrations were a bit more extravagant than usual. Absolutely, it was. Like there was something up there, and and you know maybe it's that newfound like after that big bench clearing brawl, like there's a little bit more uh, camaraderie now. Like the the degree of which is is just escalated big time to the point where we see this game and they're just going nuts on every goal. So what was, uh, what was the, um, it was after Monaghan's hat trick goal. Cause I think I have it recorded. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to check it out. Everybody watch this. And and if I find it, I'll record it and I'll put it on Twitter. It'll be a really crap video, but you'll be able to see. Like my brother actually sent me the video. Um, so we could probably post it on our, on our Twitter right after. So that's Um, Versteeg, right? Versteeg yelled (laughs) at fuck you, Elliot. It was awesome. (laughs) It was so funny. And you know, I feel like Versteeg's got this troll mentality on the team. Like he feels, I feel like he is always in the middle of these kind of things. Like he's, He's got that character and personality to be like he likes to stir shit up. You can kind of tell by just looking at him and the way he wore that, the suit that he wore. And he he was on Flames TV and they were asking, okay, well, what inspired you to wear this suit? Because they're all wearing like the '50s suits or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, well, the name of this suit I can't say on TV. <laughs> he's like, but you can bet that this is a cool suit or whatever. And I was just like, okay. So this guy's got that kind of persona. He you had the big cigar like too, like huge oh, yeah. cigar. And I'm a big huge. cigar fan, so I had massive respect for that. Oh, Versteeg. Brian Elliott. 
But that that Philly team, I mean, that that one line is really good. But outside of that, oh, I don't know. They're just really young. I think um, they got one of the best best uh, youth prospects in terms of depth. I think in the NHL right now. Um, I think the hockey's future or whatever they all rated. Uh, most of those websites are dedicated to analyzing future uh, for youth players. They're amongst the top all in every site. I think they got a big future coming up and a bright one, but. Well, they got it's take they got time. Nolan Patrick or Patrick Nolan. I don't know what his name is. That mm-hmm. that guy, second overall this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nico Hershire is in New Jersey. And part of me, part of me was so happy when the Flyers got that top three pick, and and Vancouver was just like totally shat on for that because <laughs> they tanked on purpose. The Flyers didn't, and that was justice. It's too bad it wasn't the Oilers, but you know there was some sort of justice there. Well. Yeah, and I mean, and Dallas too. They if got you look one. at if you look at our division now, things are a lot closer. LA's the gap's closed. Yep. The bubble might be bursting for Vegas. I think we're a team on the up. I, I'd really like us to see that opportunity. Sorry, seize that opportunity to really run away with it this year and come come first in our in our division because. I think that'd be good, and then you're playing a wild card team, probably out of the central division. Well, we are four points, four points out of first in our division um, with a game, game on hand. A game in hand. So LA's yeah. played twenty. Yeah. So yeah, uh, L- uh, LA's at twenty six. We're at twenty two. Um, so yeah, we can bring down the gap to two points. Now, I still, I'm still cautiously optimistic about this team. Like, I thought they were much better than what they have been showing, um, and then lately have kind of realized my expectations were maybe a little bit high, but then the last couple games were better. We've been playing really well lately. Yeah, aside I, like, from the Detroit game. You know, in that early stages where we were having those home losses, and now we're just – I watch us. We come out every game, and I, it doesn't matter. Even that Philly game, we went down 3-1, and we won the game. Yeah. Like, we had that fight-back mentality. Yeah. And if we just eliminate those simple mistakes and those, those you know, obvious – Errors that we sometimes make, oh boy, we're we're a team to be reckoned with. But just to backtrack, we had said for both of us from the Detroit, uh, St. Louis, Detroit again, and Philly games, you had said three points, I had said four points. We were both wrong because we had six points in, in a good way. Yay! So Fantastic. We're, we're happy to be Fantastic. wrong. Yeah, I the hope next I'm always games. wrong if I say low points to end up our road trip. The Caps away, Columbus away, Stars away, and Avs away. Yep, all away. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking five. I think four. Okay. I think we're gonna win against the Caps, and then we're gonna we're gonna have two overtime losses from there. Okay. Um, I think we'll lose against the Caps. I think we're gonna beat the Blue Jackets. I think. Well. Yeah, I think we'll beat the Blue Jackets. Um, I think we'll beat the Stars, and I think we'll go to overtime with the Avs and lose. Columbus is a – I don't know. Columbus is always a strange game. Playing Columbus and Dallas is always weird. But four and five, hopefully we get eight, and we're both wrong again. Yep. That would be nice. That's our that's rounding out our away trip, so four games on the road. Then the Flames will be back against – I don't know who. But that will uh, probably be sometime in – Sometime close to the end of November. Yeah, twenty eighth of November, we're playing the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs at home. Well, that's always. Oh a God! Big I hope I don't. Game. Man, our stadium becomes just like a gigantic Leafs dome in there. Like I, I hate that. We always I'm seem to play rant, well against the Leafs, though, to. too. 
We seem to play well against Montreal, and we, we seem we to do, play well against Toronto. We do, but I just hate how fucking loud it gets in there when the Maple Leafs score, and Montreal for that matter. Yeah, like we suck as fans when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, they're popular. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get rowdy. <sighs> yeah. But we've talked about that, right? The job of the fan. Yeah, that is our job. We gotta be louder and much prouder about this team. We should have like a disclaimer saying, "Are you a Maple Leafs fan?" When you purchase the tickets, and then be like, "Sorry, your tickets have yeah, been sold." Yeah, exactly. Like, or we just hoard them into one section of the stadium and just start hucking shit at them. <laughs> It would be a spectacle. It would be a disgrace, but it would be a spectacle. <laughs> it's a little bit about both, you know? I mean, we'd be on the news all over the world. But the Flames fans would be a force to be reckoned with at that point. Nobody will want to go to the game if they're cheering for the other team. And hell, I, if I was on the, the team... The NHL would probably suspend us. They, we might play in an empty stadium for a couple <laughs> games after that debauchery. Oh man, that's say funny. you don't agree with me. I I I <laughs> I know you're much classier than I am. I but feel <laughs> I feel like um, we should vocalize our support for our team and drown them out okay. instead of drowning them with throwing beers and pops and <sighs> half okay. drunk waters and Fine. things like that. Fine. I'm too I'm too uh, uncivilized for this city. Sometimes <laughs> I think. Pound in my chest. Well, I think that's good. Uh, we'll leave it there for this morning. I uh, hope you enjoy this, listening to this, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you take good care of yourself. Stay warm. Get to a game when you can. Watch the games on TV. Go Flames, go. Have a great rest of your weekend. Hope the Stamps win today for sure. They're playing in the West Final. 2.30 that comes across, so I know I'll be watching that game, cheering for the Stamps, hoping they make it to the Grey Cup and where we don't have a repeat of that last year. I didn't even so, know we had a game today. We we have a game today, yeah. So that was the game. football you were talking about. That was the football. I was I thinking, like, about. when the hell did you become an NFL fan? No, no, no. I don't watch any NFL. Okay. Yeah, I can't watch. I can't stand those cheating New England Patriot <laughs> dickheads, man. <laughs> the coach, you're like, oh, I absolutely, I cheer for anyone except New England. Just anyone but New England. That's my mantra. So you're you're clearly a big football fan. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Does uh I don't even know who plays in that league anymore. Tom Brady. I only know the players on New England. I don't know anyone else. You're very specialized with hockey right now, I think. Yeah. Like we're only we're only getting better at NFL think. is just I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I'm so not an NFL thanks fan. thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, iTunes I think is the most popular route. Uh, we are on there. Just search Flames or or Calgary Flames, and we're usually actually the top ten result now, which is pretty sweet. That sort of means I read somewhere that that kind of means that we're getting a lot more listeners now because um, those usually get sorted by popularity um, so just keep listening and let us know if you want to if you want to chat with us get on the show give us some more topics um, we're going to start evolving this thing a little bit more we're going to start having some more sections i think uh, as we get this thing going more and more i mean it's still early for us like 11 episodes um, but things uh things will be changing a little bit here uh, hopefully you guys will like some of the more uh, some more content that we're going to try to introduce here so yeah thanks again for listening bye bye